0: everyone. I'm so excited. It's Wednesday, and I have a great show planned for you all. It's going to be jam packed. I'm going to go the full two hours for sure. I have a healing request, a very interesting one from India, and I also want to and will be addressing illness. As you, those of you who listen to the shows, whether it's archived or live, you know that last week, I started talking about aging, illness, death, and dying. Well, I did work on aging last week because it's too big a category, really way too big a category to do uh, the, all four of those in one show. So I did aging last time, only touched on it really. I did it as much as I could uh, given the format of the, the time constraint and the one show kind of thing. Um In any case, I am going to work on illness today. So we have two very powerful things going on. The healing that I think you all will find not only interesting, but that it will help each and every listener as well. And then the section on illness, which will be in the latter part. So today I don't really have time for people to call in. Certainly call in if you wish to listen or if you have a comment or something, but I don't have time to work on any other healings today. However, anybody, whether it's somebody from today that would like to have called in and asked, or anytime, please email me at Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at Janet Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, dot com. The, The good news is that I have, been hearing from people um, out of the state, so I have some feedback today from Eileen. That's not her true name, I don't believe, but she's from the Netherlands, and I'm not really sure as to how to pronounce it, her actual name. And she told me that to just use Eileen. And she's from the ne- Netherlands, and she wrote me. I connected with her a few weeks ago because she ordered my ebook, my book that's ebook choices, and because she was from the Netherlands and my middle name is a Dutch name, Van Vranken, I wrote her an email and just said hello and, you know, kind of introduced myself and told her I had a Dutch name. Anyway, so we were going back and forth a bit in the, in the, uh, on the emails and she had only bought my book. She didn't know about the radio show, so I mentioned to her in one of the emails that I do have these radio shows because this way she can actually hear conscious meditation and because if you read my book, it's there are meditations in there. There's a couple of them and they're really great, but you have to read them yourself. It's a little different than listening to somebody's voice, so I recommended that she listen to one of the radio shows and she did and she wrote me up gave me some feedback and I wanted to share it with you because this is someone whom I haven't met We she hasn't haven't had a private session she hasn't been to a meetup she's just read my book a couple of times and she she took it to heart she loved it now she listened to one one the first radio show and she gave me the feedback and I think it's going to help the listeners really see That even though I'm doing a healing on somebody else, that it can be profound for each listener, whether that healing is for you or not. Because as I've said, we carry a little bit of everything because we've been around for literally eons of lifetimes, and we've experienced so many things. Now, every soul is a complete snowflake because everything we've experienced is so different So many combinations and permutations. There's no way any soul has gone through the exact same experiences. But there's a lot of commonality. And it's those common issues that I address in the healings. In the show, we don't have time to get into specific details, specifics that are only valuable to that one person. So I'm addressing Overall patterns, overall misconceptions, overall false beliefs, overall self identities, and all of us have elements of everything, so these healings on the other individual can be and is so powerful. I can't encourage you to to take that in enough uh, here's some from a from a reader uh book, she read my book and she listened to one show and she said. For me, it was powerful and intense. Afterwards, I felt a bit light in the head, disoriented, lots of tingling and experiencing calm love. She said, almost like it was sent in a helix around me by my higher self. Then she said, when starting the session, and it was a healing I did on Karen. So she says, when starting the session with Karen and addressing the financial lack, there was a release of so many tears containing grief, sadness, frustration, despair. She says, I could sense that it came from very deep and hidden, though I'm most often bright and happy. And as a child, I was a little son, she said. But she's also become aware, she says, there's so much sadness inside her that she never really understood. Past lives and experiences were like, a. she didn't put the word new in, but the way she used it, it was it was as if she meant it was like a new concept for her however as you were sharing all the beliefs and hurts you saw in karen's energy field tears started to flow out and it felt like a relief and purge when you went on to addressing creativity a bit later even more grief came out especially when hearing about playing the piano painting artwork and being pushed down she she went on to say that she has a creative side to her as well that has not been fully addressed and she's had walked away from it for a long time and is now returning to her creative side. So that creativity spoke to her creativity issues spoke to her personally too. But even if you're not a creative person and don't have any creative hopes and dreams in your pattern and in your life and in your mind, we've been all been creative at some point. And who knows what gifts and talents we've brought in that are untapped and that may not be tapped until we're (laughs) retired and sitting in an old age home somewhere. I don't know, but you never know. So even if you don't feel like it's an issue for you, again, it, it was one for Eileen. So, so, but even if it was, even if it isn't one for you doing the healing on that creativity part of Karen would have helped any listener okay so i want to give you that feedback now today's show is the woman from india she has a indian name that i really wasn't sure how to pronounce so i asked her and she said well her friends call her sheila or Shelley." so i'm going to use the the name sheila and she's from new delhi she said let me read you what she wrote me she said i'm, I'm a 43 year old indian woman I'd had a very short arranged marriage and a very long failed relationship. And after that, I decided not to marry anymore. Then I changed my mind three or four years back. And since then, I'm actively looking for a soulmate. I haven't found anyone so far, despite the fact that generally I'm considered extremely attractive and smart by most of the men I meet professionally and otherwise. Each time I see some potential, it usually does not culminate into marriage. The usual pattern I've seen in all my relationships is waiting and cheating. I keep waiting for something or the other to happen, and things don't turn out in that manner. So, her dilemma. Am I meant to be single all my life? Then she goes on to explain this. As you know, Indians have astrological birth charts. I think we all have astrological birth charts, and I think what she means is maybe there's an importance placed on astrology in India. I don't know. It wasn't that clear. But she said, many astrologers have told me that I'm meant to be alone as I chose it that way in my past life. Also, they say that even if I do get married, it will end in disaster, and eventually I shall be alone in this lifetime. These predictions have scared me, and now I am confused whether to look for someone or to accept the fate of being single all my life. Going by my experience of finding someone in the last three years, I see some truth in it. At the same time, I wish to have a companion in my life. I've been practicing a lot of self-help techniques to come out of my situation, but these have given few benefits only. Okay. Now, before I finish reading her letter and do the healing, I want to respond to that part of her letter. And there's not that much more, but I just want to respond to that. Of course, I'm going to be doing the healing on her. So don't, this is just information. So what I want to say is I want to address this whole idea about astrology. So please understand that I do think there's a lot of validity in astrology. And so I'm not by what I'm saying here, there's no intent on my part to disagree with or be in conflict with the experts. However, I was thinking perhaps we can look at the chart, her chart, not as being a dictator, but instead as an opportunity to see what challenges we've given ourselves in life. This is another way don't you know that the soul can communicate to us at the conscious mind level. You know, as I've said, the soul can't pick up the phone, call us and say, Oh, you need to address this misunderstanding or this upset or this false belief or this limited self identity. It can't pick up the phone or text us or send us an email. So it brings in situations and conditions, experiences, experiences, whatever it can to speak to us. So, as I've told you in other shows, I'm pretty sure that at the soul level, we choose the next life, the next life, what the situations and the conditions and the parents and the location and everything, we choose the next life. Now, of course, any any uh, decisions that we make or want, any that we want to like the parents we do have to co-create it with the other souls we can't just trespass so the parent child relationship is co-created where the parents have both agreed to uh, be the father and the mother for for you and whatever the situation and condition is now so we set up those situations and conditions that we're born into and of course those situations and conditions are present in our charts. Now, I'm not at all any kind of expert. I know very little about astrology. So please don't don't think I'm talking to you as an expert. But I know there's natal charts, and it does reflect the situations and conditions that we were born into. So for me the perspective that i have relating to astrology is the charts can give us some valuable information about the issues that have been problematic for us in many lifetimes many maybe even eons of lifetimes and that we are giving ourselves and it shows in our chart so it gives us some information we're giving ourselves the opportunity to see and understand what those challenges are so instead of being fate that you're doomed to this kind of thing let's look at the charts as a brilliant way to take a look at the challenges that we brought in to heal to shift to move away from those stuck places those patterns that have kept us unhappy let's look at the chart as an opportunity to say okay you know, I've got a whole body you know, and I really don't know too much, so I'm sorry about that, but you know she has something in her chart, for example, that says she's going to be single forever. Well, maybe she's had many lifetimes, and I don't know, I won't know much of anything until I go in and start to pull in information when i'm in in frequency but when i but let's just say, Sheila has had many lives where There's just either tremendous disappointments in, in marriage or many feelings of betrayal, whatever. And so she made the decision this life to be single. But we know that we can address all of those misunderstandings, all of those hurts and wounds, all of those experiences. We can neutralize them. And so I'm looking at her chart as an opportunity here, and it's great. I mean, we're in a free will kingdom, guys. So we are able to recreate our outer reality. Even if we've made decisions for ourselves at the soul level before we've come in, we can undo those. We can shift those. We can neutralize the belief systems that made us make those decisions in the first place. And then we aren't being held prisoner. We aren't anchored in that decision. So... Now, if it's a very entrenched pattern and something that's very uh, long term, many, many lifetimes, it might take us some time to shift it and change it and move ourselves out of it. But keep in mind, you don't have to get out of it completely before you see shifts and changes. You see shifts and changes all the way along. If you're if we're working consistently at an issue, we see shifts and changes all the way along. So. Okay, maybe it'll take us a few months, even a year, even a couple of years. I mean, I don't know because every soul is different. It could be a few weeks, depending on how entrenched a pattern is. No matter what, we can change it. And if we've had lifetimes already with a pattern, and we, are, we have decades more to live in this life, so a few weeks, a few months, a year or two, that's not... A lot of time in the overall picture to shift and change a pattern that we are so worried about and upset. Now, so in the healing today, Sheila, I will give you a jump start to discovering what's underneath this pattern and to help you begin the neutralizing process that will really get you the changes you want. Now, she goes on to say, just another couple of cents, she says, being a single divorced female in the Indian middle class society is quite different from what it can be in the Western world. Here, people judge you by the success or failure of your marriage. She doesn't, I want to just talk about that just for a moment. She doesn't, she's not. Really specific about it, but you've all heard me mention before that in many lifetimes, we in all the lifetimes we've had actually, we take away from those lifetimes beliefs and judgments of the culture and the society that we lived in, and we carry all of those beliefs and judgments from every single lifetime. You wonder why we're so confused sometimes, but we carry them at the soul level. And now, here from Sheila, we have a specific example. Uh, Though she doesn't again state it exactly it's clearly it's clear that Sheila is feeling some societal pressure to have a successful marriage, and I don't know exactly why, but somehow being single or divorced and alone doesn't garner the respect or the status. I'm not sure exactly what it is in India, but it doesn't she wants what she would get, in other words, from being married. And, of course, even here in this country, there's been a stigma for being divorced. That is slowly moving away. But there's still pockets of judgment around us um, because people are all persuasions, all situations and all viewpoints. But in general, divorce and all types of family situations are being accepted here more and more. And maybe that's what she meant when she said it's different in the West because she she might see that there's a loosening of the the judgments just from TV and movies and stuff like that, you know, the media, however, of course we all know there's still plenty of judgment around, but whether it's easier or more relaxed or more accepting here in general, we all understand the types of pressure that, that Sheila's feeling, let alone the idea that she really wants the mate. She really wants to share her life with someone. So, I am going to start the healing for Sheila. I see we have, I see Robin is here, my honorary co-host, and she is just listening. She doesn't have a question, but I just want to take the time to say hello, Robin. Welcome. Anyway, the we're going to start the healing, and I think most of you know the situation you need to relax, find a comfortable place to sit. Um, <laughs> we must have a lot of listeners, either past, present, or future listeners, be, uh, that are aware of the how I set up the now moment and the forever now moment, because the minute I shut my eyes to begin the process, I saw a little the bubbles of the now moment starting to pop up. <laughs> Now, I'm again going to use the that simple wagon wheel symbol where Sheila will be sitting in the hub and the rest of us, myself and all the listeners, past, present and future, will be sitting around the the rim of the wheel and there's spokes going to the hub. And these spokes are also energetic in nature. And as a matter of fact, today, right this moment, before I go on with the amalgamation, I'm going to activate the rainbow bridge energy. Now this rainbow bridge energy is very, very powerful and I've used it before in many ways. The minute we activate it, it's a divine energy. The minute we activate it, it connects our chakras with the chakras of originating source. And even though it's hard to sort of fathom originating source chakras, in fact, as above, so below, anything we have, the originating source has, of course, at a very different frequency level, because originating source is all there is. And how to visualize that conglomerate is very difficult for me. But in any case, symbolically, we are connected, but we are also going to activate the rainbow bridge energy another aspect of it where it's actually a bridge so those spokes going from the rim of the wheel to the hub are now becoming rainbow bridge energy now rainbow bridge energy takes the various colors from our chakras symbolically and moving out from the heart center sends a bridge or a conglomerate of those colors out and In this image, they're going down the spokes, and they're heading to the hub of the wheel and creating a platform that Sheila is standing on, okay? Now, Sheila, this rainbow bridge is also a mechanism that we can send Sheila energy, so that is going to come into play later on in the healing. Now, let's get started. Everybody quiet your mind. I'm blabber on sometimes so fast. I hope it's not too fast for people. Sometimes I'm I'm just in the zone and I don't think about what works and doesn't work for listeners. So if anybody has an issue with how fast I talk or anything else, please communicate with me. Um good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, maybe you like that I talk fast. You know, if you want it, if you feel to give me feedback, great. In any case, I want everyone and the already the forever now moment is already being activated. For those who are new, especially Sheila, I am going to go through, even though I'm seeing it happen already, I'm going to go through it so she can experience it for herself. She is a new listener. She heard about me from... A friend, one of her friends in India, that does listen to the show, so she is is new, so I am going to go through it as if it isn't already happening automatically, just so she has it in her conscious mind and understands what I'm talking about. So with that, I'm asking that we all begin to relax, quiet our mind, take a couple of three, four deep breaths, and bring the mind's eye in. And focus it right here, right now, on my voice. You can be aware of things in your environment the noises, the traffic, the people talking. Maybe the TV is on somewhere or the air conditioning noise comes on. Whatever it might be, I want you to just allow that to be in the background and pull the focus of the attention right here, right now listening to my voice and in this way we are activating it's a simple technique to activate the now moment now the now moment isn't fleeting or unreachable or untouchable or in one second and out the other it is an energetic field that we are creating through our focus of attention and i am now seeing the energetic field becoming being created around sheila so even though she's not listening to it, she is listening to it in a future now and it is happening and I am seeing it right now. So sh- this now moment is an energetic field, 360 degrees around us. It's already been energized and, and acted and activated around the people on the, the rim. Because it's an energetic field, it is not fleeting, and it is not solid. It's energy, and we can manipulate the energy with our very powerful, focused thought. And in this way, I want you to start to expand this now moment. Just see it, sense it, imagine it to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And as it grows, 360 degrees around you, it is moving to encompass The totality of the past nows, the present now, and the future nows, okay? It is growing, growing, growing. And as it grows, and as it grows for all of of us who are participating at some point in time, we are all moving into what I call the forever now moment, or sometimes I use the term eternal now moment. And this moment is so... It's bigger than your house, your apartment, or wherever you live. It's bigger than your town, your country, the planet, the galaxy. And it's continuing to expand and create what I call a time-space continuum. And this time-space continuum moves all the way to the past now when you and all of us that are participating were just born as minerals, as the first expressions within the mineral kingdom, expressions of the originating source. For everything originating source is all that there is. And so the originating source gave birth to its expressions as minerals. And so this time-space continuum breaches actually the entire universe to encompass the totality of the beingness of the evolutionary process and beingness of all of us that are standing in the center of this forever now moment the reason we activate this energetic field it seems hard to imagine it's so big i don't even get the sense of the ends of it. And I see it sort of moving to the left as the past now's and the right as the future now's. But I can't see the end. I just cannot even envision the infinite nature of this field. We activate this forever now moment so that the healing that we process is inclusive of the totality of our journey. And at whatever level we have a pattern or an issue we are that level is going to be included in this healing and it allows us to move the healing into deeper and deeper and deeper levels now we're in that free will kingdom and so the human soul is totally in charge it's you at the soul level where free will resides you and all of us are in charge of our healing Some things we will allow to go very deeply and some we're very nervous about and we only will let a few little layers off the top. But by moving into this forever now moment, we are giving the soul the choice on it all. And it may only release 3% or 8% or 20% of a pattern. But if it didn't have a choice of all, That three or eight percent would be much less, much less of the pattern. So that's why we move into this. Now, in addition to creating this forever now moment, I'm asking that you, Sheila, and all the other listeners activate the pure soul essence. This pure soul essence is the part of all souls, no matter how small the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being also carry this pure soul essence. And you might think of it as the God within or the light within, but it is that part of originating source that we carry, just like we, every single cell in our body carries the double helix of DNA, every single soul at every single level carries the pure soul essence. And this pure soul essence light is divine in nature, and it is the purest and most perfect and most potent point of power that we have. And it carries everything that originating source was, is, and is becoming. This is the powerhouse that we have access to because it's divine in nature We ask, we give permission for it to come into our free will kingdom and work the healing for us. We have to ask. It's as simple as that because any divine energy cannot trespass. So we're asking it by focusing on the amalgamation with that pure soul essence, which simply means the becoming one with that pure soul essence. And that pure soul essence now, you can visualize it or think of it as as a sun within you. It's a symbol, a powerful symbol, to give you the idea of just how much power this pure soul essence light is that you carry. And as you focus on it, understand or imagine or uh Think or feel the expansion of that light in through and around the totality of your body, in through and around the totality of all your energetic or etheric bodies. And it's going to continue to expand to encompass the totality of your being throughout this whole time space continuum. And it is happening for all the listeners, myself included. We are all expanding that pure essence light. And this energetic space, this eternal now space, is not only huge, but it is so brilliant. It is so filled with this light. And what I am seeing is I'm seeing souls from all over the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. And there are countless numbers that are taking the opportunity to come and partake of this light And I want you to understand and this is sort of freaking me out too but the higher selves are very clear they're indicating to me that these souls are partaking in the past now the present now and the future now. So some of the souls that are partaking of this life have already progressed past from the point of where they're partaking the light. Now I'm sorry for the confusion maybe but there are countless infinite number of souls that are partaking of this light because this pure soul essence light carries the totality of the originating source and therefore any it has anything and everything that any soul and every soul could need or want to use so they're partaking of the light they're taking it in at the soul level so just the opportunity with the show to create An incredible energetic space like this, an energetic field like this, each and every one of us in our own way is helping souls, known and unknown, in the past, present, and future nows. It's a very powerful energetic field. We're not done with the amalgamation. I'm asking also that we become one with the totality of the conglomerate higher selves. By conglomerate higher selves, I mean the higher selves of all the souls, past, present, and future that are involved with this show in any way, even years down the line. And also, I'm calling in any other higher selves from any other realm and direction that care to join with us today. And just by calling in that conglomerate higher self energy, we have another huge layer of divine energy that has moved in some very powerful energy with the divinely divine commitment to help the evolutionary process of the four lower kingdoms. And these fifth dimensional energies are powerful. And of course, they're divine, so they cannot trespass, but they help with the, uh, they help with the translation from the originating source. They help with the direction. If we move to heal the knee, as I often say, and it's the elbow that needs healing, they redirect the energy properly. Because when we're amalgamated with the divine energies, we cannot make any mistakes. There is no hurt or harm or trespass to ourselves or to anyone else. Okay. The last step is the amalgamation with or the becoming one with, the calling in, asking for the permission for the originating source to become one with us, to amalgamate with this energy. And with that, I saw the expansion. And in my mind, it's pretty difficult to see because my mind is sort of the pea brain compared to what I'm experiencing here. The... The expansion of this time-space continuum, when we called in the originating source, it seemed to encompass the totality of the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. Now, that seems awfully grandiose, and maybe I'm making the whole thing up. It is very difficult to translate what I am picking up, but it was as if, by bringing in the originating source, we are now including the totality of all life, known and unknown in body and out of body, on every level in the human kingdom universe. So I'm pretty blown away by it, but I thank Sheila for the opportunity. I thank all the listeners for the opportunity. If it's not happening, no harm, no foul. If it is happening, which I feel a tremendous connection with it because it's just so amazing to me. I couldn't imagine in my own brain anything like this. So I, I really didn't, don't think I could have made it up. I'm not one of those people that's sort of grandiose and um, <laughs> egotistical and think I'm so great. It just is. It's the originating source of all there is, and we have included that energy of all there is in our time-space continuum. And in addition to that, it is our guarantee as always, and I say this every time, that we're going to be working from the highest level, always bringing in the healing information and energies and balancing and purity and perfection the very highest level that we can. It comes in de-intensified down to that highest level that we can take in without it hurting or harming or (laughs) killing us off. And... Tomorrow we can bring in it in a higher level, and then after that it's always we're always increasing the frequency that we can tolerate. So I'm always amalgamating with the originating source, just a matter of course because of that. All right. Now I'm going to activate – I'm back to the symbol of the wagon wheel, and we've activated that rainbow bridge energy, and it's as if there's a spoke – of rainbow bridge energy from each and every listener, each and every soul that's standing around the rim of this symbolic wagon wheel. And Sheila, you are on the hub, okay? Now, the rainbow bridge energy has been activated and it's created a bridge, in so to speak, between each soul on the rim to the hub. And it's creating this platform on the hub and the indication I'm getting is that it was happening pretty much anyway but I didn't sense it or pick it up it's the what's happening in these healings there's so much going on that I I'm kind of unfolding it step by step so I'm fairly sure that we've been doing this before but now the higher self are bringing it to my attention that we've created this platform of rainbow bridge energy. Now, rainbow bridge energy carries absolutely perfect, balanced energy. It's a balanced energy field. So we can use that rainbow bridge to send any kind of healing energy we want to Sheila. And so that is another aspect of the rainbow bridge energy. It's not just an energy that connect and I don't mean just to belittle it it's not only I should say not only connects us at the chakra level to the originating source but it absolutely creates this very powerful and intense and uh, useful rainbow bridge and okay now I'm getting indicated we're going to be using the rainbow bridge in the second part of the show when I work on illness okay Okay. Now I'm seeing, but we can, we can use it for Sheila. We can use it for any reason, but I think the reason they brought it in in this big amalgamation and brought it to my attention is it's going to come in handy when we do the illness part at the end of the, at the ladder after Sheila. Okay. So, so now Sheila is fully amalgamated. She is standing in the center of this okay she's standing in the center of the hub and I'm seeing actually this rainbow bridge energy moving up through the bottom of her feet and moving into her body and okay okay well what I want to do is I want all of us around the rim to begin to send her over this rainbow bridge divine understanding and you can just picture Divine understanding coming out of your heart center going across the bridge in whatever way you want into the platform and we're gonna we're going to have it be brought into her physical and her etheric bodies. This is actually a new technique that has not come to me before. Um, I didn't learn it from Joan and it's very interesting. so let's see where it takes us. Okay, so Sheila, you're having divine understanding being sent into your, physical body and your etheric bodies. Okay, it's also permeating throughout the totality of your beingness because remember, we're in that forever now moment, the totality of your beingness from the time you were a mineral to your highest, most evolved aspects of yourself, the totality of that beingness is receiving this divine understanding. We're also going to send in divine mate Okay, now Divine Mate is also moving from all of us over the Rainbow Bridge into the hub and coming up through the bottom of your feet. And Divine Mate is beginning okay, if you picture one side of your body as your female principal soul and the other side of your body as your male principal soul, and it's just symbolic because it isn't really that split, but I want you to picture it and what divine mate is doing, and it just happened just like that. I wasn't directing it. It was beginning to knit or to heal the division, so to speak, between you on the female side and you on the male side. It's beginning to heal the concept of the male and the female, the rift almost, although rift doesn't sound quite like the right term. Let me see Let's see what I can get. I want divine clarity to move in and divine... Um, divine healing and divine balance, okay? And it's all, as I say the word, the, the energies are just pulsing from everyone around the rim, and I thank everyone for joining in with the healing. Keep in mind that you yourself can also be releasing and neutralizing your own things when we when we get to that part. And you can also utilize and absorb create your own mini platform so each person on the rim can also be standing on your mini platform and it's joined all of us are joined around the rim as well as sending so we're sending the energies around the rim as well as to Sheila and so you can feel these energies moving up in through and around each and every listener as well this is exciting okay this is new guys I love it so okay but I'm focusing on Sheila. Each listener will experience it in a slightly different way, or even in the same way. But we we first called in divine mate, and then then we called in divine well, first divine stand understanding, then divine mate. Now I'm calling in divine balance and harmony. And I am seeing this incredibly powerful rainbow bridge energy that is carrying these other divine energies. It is moving in through and around the totality of Sheila and it's beginning to heal. I can see it. It's as if it's seeking and searching out wounds, hurts. Symbolically you might see like uh, pockets of hurt or Okay, I see uh, okay, I see pockets of betrayal. I see pockets of hurt. I see pockets of um, not being seen and not being heard. I see pockets of hopelessness, uh, feeling doomed, feeling fated to be alone. Uh, I feel a kind of acceptance that you're going to be unhappy. I am feeling all these pockets. That are being carried not only in the etheric, but there's pockets in the physical body that could be affecting your health in some way. I don't know. Um, there could be one at the knee because she did mention to me that she had some knee issues. There could be one, and I, but I'm not seeing specifics. But it, there could be one there. But what's happening is it's is if this light is moving in through and around these pockets and it's moving to neutralize. It's moving to soothe, to balance, to harmonize, to dissolve the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the misinterpretations behind these pockets that are that are holding them. There's a lot of um, inflammation. I'm just seeing a lot of inflammation here and the the light is coming in like the coolest, you know, something like maybe um, cooling water, uh, maybe, you know, like when a baby is teething, you put something in the freezer and it chews on it and that cold just numbs and soothes the irritation of the teeth coming through, that kind of thing, and I feel like it's coming in, the light is moving in, let's Let's put put in divine coolant. Now, it's just a symbol, but whatever is needed and necessary to cool the the intense irritation. There's uh, anger here, anger and frustration. Now, a lot of these things that I pick up, just so that you understand, Sheila, come from lifetimes before, and you may or may not be able to relate to them in your conscious mind. And that's fine. That happens a lot. We just things happen so far, so long ago that we don't remember. We don't connect with it. We have other things going on in the conscious mind. But even if you can't relate to it, please allow, give permission, allow, uh, uh, stand between belief and disbelief as best you can, and try not to judge. Try not to say, "Oh, that couldn't happen," or "That isn't that." You know, I don't feel that. And it's normal to think that, but I'm asking in this particular case that we all stand between belief and disbelief, especially you, Sheila, because sometimes you're going to be able to relate really strongly with what I say, and sometimes it's like, huh? So, but if it comes up for me, because I'm being given threads from your own higher selves and so if those threads come to me, it's important. It means that they're operational behind, behind you. They're operational and affecting you in this life. So, okay. Which just brought in a few more threads. Okay. One of them is the, the pattern of listening to and being confused by and rebelling against and following, all of it, the external authorities. There's a lot of confusion about external authorities, and we all carry it. This is so common because we, from the time we're born into this life, there's our parents that literally our survival is based on our parents taking care of us, and we automatically allot them without even without consciously knowing it, as external authorities. And external authorities can continue in our lives in every arena, whether it's the authorities of the doctor or the lawyer or the government or the spiritual authorities or the societal norm kind of authorities, those people who, who indicate or dictate proper morality or proper ethics. It's All kinds of authorities, our teachers, our our bosses, our mentors, they're just authorities imprinted all over our life pattern, and they always are in this human kingdom. It's a very normal and natural part of the human condition that we've all experienced. And so what I'm seeing is a tremendous confusion about authorities. There have been lives where you have taken in hook, line, and sinker the teachings of the external authorities and it's not important to know exactly how and where because I see this as a common pattern for you however you've also had lives and and right now I'm beginning to feel a sense of panic so I I don't know why the panic is coming up but I want you and I want all of us on the on the rim of the wheel to send her divine calm divine serenity divine nurturing divine support Because there's this panic coming up, and I'm asking for the light to find that panic and begin to neutralize it. Begin to transform that panic into the light by neutralizing the panic and absorbing it into the light. And the panic, it's pulsing, and it's just, there's a big issue for you around authority, the external authority, and um, it is an issue for everyone. We all manifest it in different ways, but just the idea of questioning authorities started the panic because you've also had lives where you have stood up to the external authorities in some way. You have this rebellious kind of streak that, and a connection to yourself and your own understanding because you're one that carries a lot of wisdom. And there were lives where you just questioned those damn authorities, excuse my swearing, those darn authorities, and you questioned them. You stood up for your own belief systems. And in many of those lives, guess what happened? You were imprisoned, exiled, labeled a heretic, uh, maybe even tortured, maybe even, um, you know, killed off, hung, burned at the stake. I don't know. The point is that you were punished for that determination to speak out, to communicate and to express what you thought in the face of or in conflict to these authorities. So you carry tremendous confusion. And so that panic that came up, and it's already beginning to dissipate. You're doing a good job. I can really feel, and I want to thank everyone around the rim because what's happening is she, It, it worked, we worked through that panic rather quickly. Because the part of you that was hurt physically, emotionally, you had family members that also were punished in some way because of your standing up, so that you experience great pain and suffering and sorrow. So the minute we started to work on moving into the blind obedience or the blind um, knee jerk acceptance to what the external authorities said, you that panic started to hit. So Since we've dissipated some of that panic, and it's still there a little bit, so we want to keep working on the panic. We want to work both sides of this coin, guys. I want you to neutralize, Sheila, the blind acceptance of what the authorities say and also the the fear of standing up for yourself, the fear of acknowledging that you have a different opinion, you have a different viewpoint, you have a different ethic you have a different whatever and the fear and the resistance to speaking that out because that's that's part of the confusion you don't know which way to go Um, do you believe these astrologers or do you say well I can't accept that because I want to mate so what we want to do is we want to release neutralize the conflict that you have regarding external authorities because there's a part of you that absolutely has taken in the word of the authorities. And then there's that other part of you that has stood up and refused to with great consequence. So there is a conflict there and I am seeing, okay, I want to call in divine resolution, divine healing and Standing in the center, I want to bring in divine neutrality, and I want you to to see, feel, sense, imagine that you're standing in a neutral column of energy right there on the energetic rainbow bridge hub, and there's a neutral column going down right between, coming down through the top of your head and out through the, the base of your spine, and you're Standing there, and I want, and it's encompassing the totality of who you are. Not the totality, you're just the physical body right now, the physical and etheric bodies of this life. And outside of that neutral space is all that conflict. And I want you just from your heart center, and we're sending in divine resolution and divine understanding, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I want you to begin to pulse that out. Pulse that out like a heartbeat. Pulse it out into that space. There are all the judgments, the, the beliefs, the disbeliefs, the conflicts, the hurts, the wounds. It just carries everything related to this external authority issue. And it's do, you're doing a good job. I'm seeing you as the the light standing within the neutral column, I'm seeing you grow. It's as if that conflict has kept you repressed in some way, has kept you small in some way. It was, you know, the confusion about it, you were afraid to take steps forward and, and move out and expand in certain ways. Now, it sounds like, You know, there's been a lot of good happening in your life, and it doesn't mean that that you can't have this conflict within you. It's playing out for you within this whole mate issue. So I'm just really happy to see it. And it's as if you're moving into the divine understanding that you're the directing identity for your own life and that you're able to, to meet the challenge you set forward for yourself with the... Situations and conditions that you set up for yourself in this life and one of those challenges is present on your chart and that is that you aren't that you're quote unquote doomed to not have a mate and should you have one it was going to end horribly but we're working to heal this conflict on all levels and the healing is moving down and throughout the totality of the time space continuum so wherever the, the originating elements were wherever the lifetimes and experiences were that you had this had issues with from whatever quarter what from whatever arena related to external authorities, you are healing the totality of that throughout the past, present and future nows and it's really it's a powerful healing. I'm seeing the I'm seeing the positive effect. You're growing in size. I'm calling in divine connection, divine connection to the self, to and divine healing again, divine balance and harmony, and divine. um, I want divine connection with the male and the female, and that too is continuing. To okay, well, this is interesting. Wait a minute, I have to sneeze, guys. Just a minute. Good grief <laughs> um, I'm seeing that this this conflict too was playing out in this male female thing because there's times where you, at the female nature had problems with male external authorities, and you had okay you had. Um, issues with your own male nature as a result. It was as if you, you took on a belief system somewhere along the line that if you're female and there's some male authorities operational in your life pattern, you've been hurt a lot, you've been betrayed a lot, you've been controlled a lot, you've been manipulated a lot, you've been repressed a lot. And so some of that is being projected onto your own male nature and you could also have had Your male nature could have also played out as a male when you were incarnated as a male. You could have also played out um, times or lifetimes where the male, you as a male, were repressive or controlling or uh, didn't play out of the highest level of. being a leader and instead you were power hungry or something. And I'm not getting that specifically, but I'm just giving you an example. But we've all been in lifetimes like that where there was very little understanding and power and wealth and status and and all of these kind of things were what people strove for. You just look at this planet, you look at a lot of uh, cultures around the world And we've been on many planets and many cultures, and trust me, there are probably lifetimes where your male did not play out of highly ethical, what we would consider ethical now. He may have been very successful as being a power-hungry leader of some sort, but at the female side, you were uncomfortable with it, or you were upset or ashamed of it. So this... Conflict about authorities is also playing out within your own male and female nature. So that's that's what ties that together. So as you're neutralizing the conflict with the whole viewpoint of authority, you're also helping to heal the male and female con- conflicts that you carry within. And this is extremely important because if we carry some conflict with our own male nature, we can manifest, and we often do, mirror that conflict in the male that we bring in. If we cut ourselves off completely from our male nature, we may not bring in that man. So we want to um, always heal the disconnections, the conflicts, the misunderstandings between our own male and female nature when it has to do with bringing in a mate. Or bringing in a good mate, <laughs> um, so I'm seeing that it's it's just doing beautifully. It's as if there's a lot of mending going on. It's as if the higher selves are doing a lot of darning. <laughs> I mean, it's a silly um, it's a silly analogy, but it's as if you're being there's a lot of holes, a lot of um, disconnection, a lot of uh, fraying. A lot of fraying that's going on between the male and the female nature, and this beautiful divine energy it's almost as, as if it's sewing beautiful patterns and beautiful connections and weaving and merging this male and female nature in a in a rainbow of colors. Oh my gosh, So again, I'm seeing that rainbow bridge energy moving up. it carries that balance that tremendous balance, and not only have we used it to send you wonderful divine energies, but it is permeating and bringing the balance in through and around that female and male nature. I see it moving in through and around the totality of your physical body, and it is, again, permeating the totality of your beingness in this forever now moment. Wow. Okay. Um I hope you're still with me, guys. The I do want to just address one more thing, and then in order to have time for the illness, I'm going to have to leave, uh, you know, finish up the healing for Sheila. But there's one more element here that is very important, and that is um, grief and sorrow and pain. There's been a a long series of lovelessness in light in your lifetimes, um, and I want you to begin to picture that just moving out of your heart center and moving into your light, and the light will absorb all that pain, it will neutralize it, and it will it, that neutral energy will become your light. So I want you just to release the grief and the sorrow and the lovelessness. There's it's not just been from one life but it's been from many many lives and there's a part of you that really feels um, hopeless There's, there's complete hopelessness here that you are there is that feeling that you are doomed to be alone and I want you to really release that hopelessness and the pain and the suffering you would see many people happy and content and um, there were even lives where you were childless. There were lots where you had children, but you often were alone taking care of them, or you might as well have been alone. The, I, I funnily enough, I see you in the the Crusades. <laughs> you were left behind by your the husband who went off to the Crusades for years and was killed, and you had several children and you were alone. There was never anyone that moved in to help you. And there was just this, I don't know why that life came up, but it's not the only one. There are just many situations and conditions that I see and feel for you where you were either loveless and never had that there were oh this is interesting there were times where you moved into a kind of spiritual environment where you played out the role of maybe like an oracle or a priestess of some sort um something like that and i do see this playing out in your female lifetimes so that's why the issue is really present for you now as a female. The You made good use of some of those lives by, by playing out maybe the spiritual role, but there was this always this undercurrent of sadness, tremendous sadness, tremendous grief, tremendous loneliness and isolation. And it didn't matter how many people were around you because you were missing what you thought of as your best friend that most special person in your life because you felt that gone that void no matter who or you were with no matter how productive and wonderful you made your life um by by following a a very a, a meaningful kind of path you carried that undercurrent always of sadness and um grief and loneliness and isolation so I want you to release all of that and I also want you to release along with it the misunderstandings the misconceptions and the beliefs around the idea that the only way you can be happy is with a mate now I'm not trying to say that you have to make lemonade out of lemons here but, if we carry a belief that says, "I can't be happy without a mate," you are in effect creating a limiter, a crown to your ability to enjoy your life with without a mate, even if it's another month only or another two years or whatever even if even if you bring in the mate the The idea is that we we create happiness for ourselves as an individual it isn't somebody else creating it for us so even if we bring in this wonderful mate you can still feel loneliness and isolation if it and you can blame the the mating situation not that you would consciously but, but that's it, car- it we carry at the unconscious level if for some reason we're not feeling happy every day we're going to start to look for the fault of the mate so I want you to release the idea, the belief that happiness and joy and connection comes from someone else, the mate or anyone else. Because that will not only create, continue this isolation and this unhappiness in your life when you don't have the mate, but even when you bring the mate in, it's apt to... Uh, create expectations that can't be met because nobody else can make us happy and I'm, I'm sure consciously you understand that. So I'm probably not saying anything you don't know but we really need everybody, we all need to do this. Sheila, I really want you to release this belief that that happiness comes from having the mate and all the misconceptions, all the false beliefs, all the misinterpretations, all the expectations of that it's someone else that's going to fulfill us, that's going to bring us respect, that's going to make us happy, that's going to make us productive, that's going to make us important because all of that we have, we need to do for ourselves. And that's the point of all this neutralizing is to start to create the mate and all that it might mean for us symbolically within ourselves first. And then when we bring in the mate, we'll bring in the mate that is meeting us at those levels. Also someone who is self-connected, self-loving, self-feeling, self-worth, self-respecting. And then the two of you can come in on an equal, true share, a level of true sharing. So it isn't somebody doing for the other, becoming what the other wants, that kind of thing. I, I know you know what I mean. So, and I'm feeling a lot of release around that. It, it, whether you understand it fully or not, at the soul level, you are determined to let this go because that isolation was really horrific. It was really horrific. There was just so much despair, and I want you just to keep releasing despair. And actually, it's coming up Coming from the heart center, I see it releasing all the way up the chest, even at the throat, because there's been a part of you that hasn't felt like you could fully be who you are, fully express who you are, fully communicate who you are, because you were busy being, acting what the mate would want you to be and act like. Oh, and this is something else. That you have experienced too, not only have you experienced being alone, but you've experienced sublimating or uh sabotaging yourself or repressing yourself in order to be have a successful marriage. It was like at all costs, and so that was very painful as well, and there's a part of you that wants to get rid of that, so i'm that's coming up too, so let's just release into the light, all that misunderstanding, all the idea of becoming someone else or making, acting or thinking like someone else in order to make a successful mating, a successful pairing, a successful marriage, whatever it is. I want all of that to start to release. And it's doing a good job. As a matter of fact, it almost feels like you're doing some projectile vomiting here. It's just as if it's coming out. The plug in your throat is has been released, it's been ejected, and it's allowing for the self-expression to push out all that repression. And it's just spewing out. I see it spewing out of the mouth right into your light. It's just beautiful. And coming in through the bottom of your feet, we want to call in divine self-love, divine self-acceptance, divine self-expression. And what I, and we're all around the rim, we're sending her that through the rainbow bridge. And then also, and of course we're taking it in through the bottom of our feet also, I want to put in the divine yes. Now the divine yes is just this beautiful energy that came to me not all that long ago, and I use it on a fairly regular basis. And it's the yes giving the permission to ourselves to be who we truly are. Yes to the unfoldment. Yes to the expression. Yes to becoming all of our potential. And so I want that divine yes. And it's just permeating your body. And it's symbolically filling in all those areas that we... That you symbolically left empty by all the releases you did around the despair and around the repression of your expression. And so the divine yes is coming in. And, of course, we want to call in divine forgiveness because there's a part of you, as there's a part of everybody, where we don't forgive ourselves. We blame ourselves up the wazoo. So I'm calling in divine forgiveness. This is another area we could work on, but I do need to end or I won't have time to do the the illness, I just, I get so into these that I can't, can't always stop, right, just because time on the watch, you know, so in any case, I want to just, I want to, okay, the higher selves are giving me the okay, in the sense that they are winding down the session for you, Sheila, the, they have encased you in a cocoon of energy which enables you to continue processing even though the healing is is over they're continuing to monitor your healing process the releasing and the neutralizing and the empowering with the divine energies they are also putting you in the cocoon because it allows you to acclimate you've done a lot of work uh, if it were me and i think you might experience this it's almost as if you lost Pounds of pressure, pounds of weight, because this, this energetic stuff we carry is like baggage. And it's as if you've just thrown out a bunch of trash and, you know, it's not just throwing it out, you've neutralized it. It's now become part of your light and it's beautiful and you're beautiful and you've done a lot of processing. So the cocoon of energy is simply an energetic field to allow you to acclimate the big changes. It allows you to continue processing and also to acclimate. Okay, you've now been taken from the the platform and you've been moved into the healing circle, which is simply an energetic field like, like the now moment, like the forever now moment, like Fear Anonymous, if you listen to some of my earlier shows, maybe a couple months ago, you'll learn about Fear Anonymous. And it's a distant air, uh, energetic field, the higher self monitor 24-7. And you can place names, situations, conditions, any, yourself, anything in that healing circle, any of us can at any point in time. And the higher self, because it's divine energy, guys, they can't force the healing, but they monitor anything and anybody, any situation that's put in that on a regular basis and I'm guessing it's moment to moment and if the soul is ready to take on a bit of healing, gives the permission they would then help with that healing. It's just a very powerful place and um, I won't go into it anymore. I'm just sharing it with Sheila. Okay. Now what I am seeing, oh, this is interesting. They're they're literally, the higher selves are literally, they're maintaining the time space continuum and now I see the hub of Rainbow Bridge energy. It's growing in size and in fact it's housing souls that have some serious illness and they are in essence asking to be healed. I do feel that there's some souls from around the the rim that have stepped in and that's fine. Anybody who is concerned whether they're on the hub or not, you can't tell. Go ahead and consciously just step on the hub if you have some kind of illness pattern that you wish to address. There's no limits here that, of course, we're doing using an energetic field, and of course, anybody and everybody can step in the center of that field. Now, I want to just say um, I, A couple of things about illness. First of all, for those of you who may not be aware, I've done, I've addressed illness in many shows, I think, both my past ones from 2011 and 2012, which are all archived on my website. I've also done it, I believe I've even done illness during this year. So, there are, I encourage anybody who has an illness pattern, not only to listen to this over and over again, but also to go back and listen to the other shows because I can't cover everything in every show. I just can't do it. But now I did illness aging last week. And of course, illness and aging are often related because there are many diseases or physical issues that come into play as we age but of course there are illness patterns that are not related at all to age or can hit us when we're young or can hit us at any age. So now so when I work on illness, please be aware that all illness, all of the patterns, all of the traumas and dramas and experiences in our lives and all the things that we carry at the physical level actually are have energetics behind it have our belief systems, our misinterpretations, our hurts, our wounds, our our despair, our misunderstandings. I mean, everything starts at the energetic level. Once it hits the body, it is now manifested in a very dense level. So if we are manifesting an illness... It is because the energetics, the misunderstandings, the hurts, the wounds, what I keep repeating, but whatever is has gotten to the point where it's manifesting in the body, and again, like astrological charts charts, here's an opportunity for the soul to get our attention. As I said, the soul can't pick up that phone, don't we wish, but it is determined for us to pay attention at the mind level. The mind is who we are in this life. When we die, the mind becomes one with the soul. And so the soul is the conglomerate of the minds of the past. But it all operates together. Can't wait for my book to finally be done because it's all explained in the book. But in any case, the soul... We made a decision when we picked this life to learn or to grow or to heal one thing or many things or everything. Everybody is different. And so having a physical illness is often a way that a soul is trying to get our attention. So all of those, all of us who have physical issues, whether it's a full-blown major illness or just little things, these are opportunities I know it's terrible, but we're not victims. We have chosen, each of us have chosen our own illness for whatever reason. And I know that's hard to wrap your head around because you're thinking, why me? What did I do? Why blah, blah, blah? And it is hard to accept in the beginning. But if we can get behind the idea that we have brought it in for ourselves, then we can get behind the idea that if we brought it in, we can undo it. We can fix it. We can learn from it. We can neutralize it. We can shift it. Now, once it's hit the physical body, it's hit the density. And it can be a little harder to get rid of. So sometimes when we have a an illness pattern, doing the energetic work doesn't mean that we're going to get the miracle and suddenly the illness disappears it certainly can happen but it also can simply mean that the procedure or the surgery or the the medicine that we need to take we still need to do it but it's going to have a positive effect it's going to work on us it's going to be successful it's going to bring increase the odds that we beat cancer for example and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an example. This is a true story. It's about someone I'm going to call her Judy, and she was a cousin of someone years ago. I was in in a group with. Um, I had a group, and and her cousin was in the group, and they weren't close, so he didn't know what was going on with her right at first. But when we heard about Ju- Judy, we found out she had um, esophageal cancer. And it was very, very uh, serious at that point. It had already progressed quite far. She was unable to swallow, had a very difficult time keeping any nutrition in, and I think she only weighed like 80 pounds. And it was so severe that the doctor said, you know, just wind up your affairs. You're, you're gonna, there's nothing you can do. Well, we began, that was the situation when we started working on her. She didn't know we were working on her. We worked on her in the silence, just as I work on you guys over the radio. Some people know about it, but some people don't. The first thing that happened was she, even though she had resigned herself, she just decided, well, let's look around. Is there anybody... The doctors just wouldn't do the surgery on her the tumor or whatever it was in the esophagus because she was just too weak too far gone so to speak so then the first thing that happened is she decided she was going to look on the internet and see if there was any doctor that would be willing to do surgery on her well lo and behold she found one in Arizona but then she's thinking, "Oh, it's too far. I'll never survive the journey da So we worked on her again now this took place over a number of weeks and months. I don't remember the timing exactly and the thing that changed was she decided to contact the doctor and see um." personally to actually do some more research and she found she found out that yes indeed he would do surgery on her but she just needed to have radiation on the tumor first to see if it could shrink so she did that but again it was still difficult to travel so we just continued to work on her and finally she found a way to get herself to Arizona and have that surgery she did she did the radiation shrunk the tumor and she did the surgery now we were working on her during the surgery itself at least we weren't in the meeting but i know i was working on her actually during the surgery we knew the time and all of that by that point and the higher south came in um jane was there jane and company and i haven't fully explained who jane is but she's someone who's laid aside the body who works with the higher south and helps in various ways and she's um she helped with the transition between the laying aside the body and moving into the human kingdom heavens. And so she came in when I started working. And so I'm working and, da, 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 and the higher self said, I said, why is Jane here? And I'm, I'm like, they said, because she, she, um, Judy has not made the decision to live yet. Well, okay. So I go to town and I know, Other people in the group were doing it. And we were, uh, I know I can only speak for myself, but I was absolutely working on her resistance to living. I didn't know why. I couldn't understand. I'm out walking and I'm just hammering away and neutralizing as best, getting her to neutralize as best I can the resistance to living. And then out of the corner of my eye, I get this sense of movement and I kind of symbolically look around and Jane is no longer there. So I said to the higher self, why did Jane leave? And they, they said that Judy had decided to live through the surgery. Okay. So I started to cry. And, you know, this was a number, maybe 10, 15, 12 years ago. It was a long time ago. And I didn't have near the experience with this working on others at that point than I do now. And I was just, I'm done by the whole thing. And guess what, guys? I met Judy in. February, I think it was February or maybe it was November. And she not only lived, she recovered. She now probably, she's just completely normal. She now weighs maybe 125, 130. She's perfectly healthy. She can talk. There was no problem with, you know, didn't affect any of her throat issues. She's happy, healthy, and totally recovered. Now, she had to have that surgery, The energetic work wouldn't have happened fast enough for her because the disease was already very progressed, but she recovered. So the point to this whole illness thing is I don't know how for any one of you that might have illness problems, how it will work out. Sometimes it leads us through several doors, several things that we're like, what, what, why am I doing this? Why was that opportunity I think I've talked about my shoulders at one point, point. I'm gonna quickly explain another thing. I had woke up one morning out of the blue, this was a number of years ago too, and I couldn't lift either arm more than four, five, six inches from, the, from my sides, lift them up if they were down at my side. Now I could lift them forward, but I couldn't lift them sideways, and it was excruciating. I'd never experienced any pain up until that point. No indication. It happened literally overnight. I didn't know what was going on. And I raced to the doctor. Okay. I go to an orthopedist. They take MRIs on my shoulders. Nothing wrong. Don't see anything. So I'm like, okay. So I raced to a chiropractor and the chiropractor worked on me a little bit. He said, "Oh, I just there's nothing we can do." I, you know, they did this chiropractor really maybe some chiropractors could have, but the one I went to after a couple of times he said, "I'm really sorry, but I can't really help here." So, I didn't know what to do. And and a few days maybe yeah, a few days later and I'm I'm working constantly on neutralizing the shoulders and all of what it was and you know, I had some some ideas but that's not important but the next thing that happened was I was back in that group which we haven't had now for so many years this was a long time ago The somebody came in because she had lung cancer so we were working on her and and I'm saying to myself there's no way I'm talking about my shoulders when I'm working on someone with lung cancer I don't want to burden her and she was a healer in her own right and very wonderful lady, been part of John's group. And, um, you know, my whole focus was on her, not on my shoulders. But somebody else in the group mentioned my shoulders to her. Thank you. And she said, oh, I know exactly what you need. You need to go to this massage guy. And she had this guy named Clyde, who was this expert massage guy on the shoulders and the neck. And I thought to myself... I've never had a massage in my life. I never would have thought of a massage ever as an opportunity. I just, it was just a blank slate for me. I just, I didn't have positive or negative feelings about massage. It was just empty. I really had not you know, everybody says, oh, massage are great, but I just thought it was more relaxation. I didn't even know at that time just how powerful a massage can be. So, I said, okay, and I started massages with this guy, and they hurt like bloody hell, but within two or three months, after, and I was doing them once or twice a week, my shoulders were like 75% better, and his schedule changed, and suddenly I was unable to continue with the massage, but a few days after I discovered that, I was out walking with a friend, and somebody came across the road to say hi to her, and he was a trainer, you know, in a gym. And he turned to me after chit-chatting with her and said, well, you know, how would you like to have a training, a trainer? And I said, well, I don't know, because, again, I'd never thought of a trainer in my life. I know people use it, but I never did myself, because I always would just go to the gym or do my own exercising. I never thought about it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, it's too expensive, and I'm, like, doing this thing in my mind then i think but wait a minute i just stopped the massaging maybe the training maybe i'll just try the first one was free well i continued with the training it turned out not to be that expensive not as expensive as the massage and within another month or two my my shoulders were completely better it was this i needed to strengthen them so here's what happened guys i went I didn't know, I didn't expect the shift that would come from all the healing I was doing on my shoulders. It would never have come to my conscious mind to go to a massage guy or to go to a trainer, but both of those opportunities presented themselves to me, and I followed through on them, even though it wasn't a door I was expecting, and it led me to completely heal the shoulder issue, and it hasn't returned, and I do continue to go to the trainer, i still go to the gym, and I don't go to the massage person except for once in a while. I'll go two or three times because I have a specific issue. So, that's the scoop. We don't know, and I don't know on each individual how it will work, but as we unfold and do this work, both working the neutralizing and working the empowering, it's going to move you down. Now, did it solve my shoulder problem in a week a month no it was maybe four or five months before it was completely healed but it was improving all along and it brought me an to the doorways that were open for me that brought in the resolution sometimes it might mean you um you hear about a doctor maybe you'll hear about a supplement maybe you'll hear about some alternative uh type of thing like acupuncture that you never realized could help you in a certain area. You thought it was only for pain relief. I don't know, but working on illness, both sides of the coin, very important. And each individual will unfold it. Now it may also mean you can't completely reverse something. But it can bring in a resolution to your upset, your your agony and your emotional agony, your fears, your um, feeling like a victim or whatever it is around the whole illness pattern. So it can work on your emotional side. It can also help, and just by alleviating that emotional side, it starts to change your viewpoint, and you'll start to see. The positive effects of or the the positive possibilities and opportunities that you can have in your life despite the illness now, something obvious, let's say you're paralyzed from the waist down and you're holding on to emotional despair and feeling like your life is over and you can never be happy um, just neutralizing. The, those kind of emotions and continuing to neutralize and empower you might and that you know move to where some people do eventually get of having you know playing basketball in a wheelchair for example or finding you become a motivational speaker I don't know if anybody's seen on the internet there's somebody who was born without arms and legs and is the most powerful motivators motivating speaker <laughs> Literally, it's just astounding. So, even though you can't reverse a situation, that guy, he couldn't grow arms and legs, but he reversed his life to become a life of productivity, of joy, of happiness, of meaning, and of speaking to, to other people and helping other people heal. So... I don't know, and it doesn't matter. There's going to be benefit no matter what, however it unfolds by doing the work on the illness patterns, whatever they are, life-threatening or just minor and everything in between. Okay, now, before the show ends, we have 24 minutes left. I'm going to say thank you to all the listeners right off the bat right now, just in case. It's sort of the last-minute crunch. But we are still held the in the forever now moment. The higher self activated what they call a freeze frame, and they held all of us. While I did that introduction, they held all of us in that forever now moment. It is containing the totality of the time space continuum for. It's the totality, really, of the human kingdom universe. Okay. Now, um again, I I'm seeing just there's so many souls standing on the symbolic but very real energetic rainbow bridge hub that it's more than I can keep in my visual field. And so the higher selves have helped me by reducing the symbol to just a few people. <laughs> Um, but it really is a symbol. It's just because I can't. Well, I can, but it's more difficult for me to see something that is so huge. It's out the edges of it are outside my visual field, and that's the way it is. That's how many people are standing on that hub. It is an enormous, enormous amount of people. I, I almost feel like it's everybody, honestly. Because everybody, and even if you're healthy as a horse in this life, we've all had illness problems. We've all experienced disease. And whether it's an aging-type-related disease or not, we've all experienced it. So I, I've now reduced the hub symbolically to just showing a few people so I can actually keep my eye on it. And they, they give me a conglomerate symbol so I can pick up issues and patterns from the conglomerate something that's very commonplace, so to speak, and is held by many. And because we are already amalgamated, we are already part of the eternal now moment, we're already so fully set and held in this very healing energetic frequency, I'm beginning the releases now simply, we're just going to begin simply with the manifestations of the illness problem whatever it is. And if you have multiple, it's multiple. So I want everyone to just begin by releasing from the physical body and from the etheric body, the whole consciousness, the whole idea of, for example, back pain, or the the cancer in the body, or the whatever kind of illness pattern that you might have Um, maybe there's a mental illness that's also present here I want it all to just begin to dissolve flow out I'm calling in divine health and divine relief and what we're going to do is help the, the energies Flow out and it's affecting the totality. This is one I'm seeing so powerfully throughout the eternal now moment because we've all had so much illness throughout not only the human lifetimes, but I'm seeing it heavily affect even so far back as the minerals and certainly the plants and the animals because animals get sick, they get hurt, they get uh, harmed, um, and there's all of this. They even have illness patterns. We know there's plant illnesses, and I forget the names of them, but, you know, there's plant diseases. We're, we're aware of that, and farmers are dealing with those kind of things a lot. And there's animal illnesses. So we're actually helping the totality of the sojourn that we've all had throughout our whole evolutionary process. And so this energy is just incredibly powerful, Um there is releasing and healing going on simultaneously releasing into the light these illness patterns and i'm seeing it affect every part of the body so that there's there's illnesses related to every system the skeletal the muscular the lymph oops the lymph system the digestive system the nerve system Reproductive system. Oh my gosh, it's it's affecting every single system of our physical bodies. Ah, oh. it's just a kind of a gigantic cleansing, a kind, of gigantiola purging, releasing. Now, I'm I'm also going to ask everyone to release the while we're releasing the actual experiences, the focus of attention, the um, what we're actually manifesting at the physical level, I'm also asking that we release all the issues behind it, the misunderstandings. Oh, my gosh. That was huge. The misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the misinterpretations the false belief limited truth and this to me is just pouring out the back the lower back and the lower spine it's just pouring down it's just symbolically feels like emptying so much of the energetics behind the illness there's also a lot of self-blame here and self self-attack um and this plays out in areas such as shame. Well, that was a big one. Guilt. Um, ooh, a big one here is a need to atone. Because there's so much of the belief systems that we've been bad, that we deserve to be punished, that we deserve the disease, that it must be, um, that we must atone for something that we think that we did that was bad it was a whole misunderstanding but this need for atonement you know it's there everywhere but i am really seeing it and the illness patterns this desire to punish ourselves in a way to make up for we've been bad people and the feeling of being bad is is based on a whole bunch of misunderstandings but it all works together it's all complex and i'm just asking for everyone to release that. Now I want to call on from the from all of us around the circle to not only enjoy ourselves but to send through that rainbow bridge energy divine healing, divine clarity, divine understanding, divine forgiveness to help us to release this need to atone. And that that feels like it's coming out from the heart area because it carries this just it's carrying with it a sense of hopelessness it's carrying the idea of the last ditch effort that if this getting this disease getting this illness getting this whatever happening to me doesn't fix me then i'm there's no hope it's this this last ditch effort kind of feeling that if i don't begin to pay attention it's it's as if this disease is our last ditch effort to feel good about ourselves and we've agreed to it because we're hoping beyond hope underneath all of that to heal this all of this all of the the pain and the suffering and the sorrow and the misunderstandings behind the need to atone behind the need that, to punish ourselves so it's a whole ball of wax and I really want everyone to to release it and I'm feeling speaking of balls of wax it just kind of came out like this huge ball this huge symbolic ball because it's so complex and it's so interwoven with all these misunderstandings and of course I have so little time now I probably shouldn't have tackled this today but I I I'm sick of putting things off, and I'm not sick of it, but sometimes I say I'm doing something next week, and I don't. And I didn't want to do that again. I didn't want to disappoint. So I'm I'm, just, we're going to just touch the surface in some ways, but in other ways we are really digging deep here. So I want everyone to just, that ball was almost like a stopper. It acted like a block. So when that ball released, it enabled the channel to, 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 move, to become more open for the releases. And I'm just seeing a huge release. All of that guilt and that suffering and the shame, the despair, the belief that there was no other way. And I want everyone to send across the Rainbow Bridge and absorb into the feet the self-forgiveness and the self-love and the self-worth. Because that is really important. It's really important to forgive ourselves and to understand that as souls we can be extremely confused. We've gone through so many lives with so many different belief systems and so many many different ideas and concepts that we take away from each life and, and absorb into the soul that it honestly becomes so difficult to be anything but confused. So what I'm seeing is a lot of that confusion being let go of, and I'm calling in clarity of vision and expanded perception. And we're, we're giving it out, and we're taking it in through the bottom of our feet. And that beautiful divine energy is going to help clear the vision, clear the blinders, dissolve the blinders, And I am seeing light moving into the eyes and almost shining out of the eyes like, and even the third chakra is doing releases and I'm seeing light beginning, not the third chakra, the brow chakra. I'm beginning to see some of that clarity moving up and it's coming out of the crown as well. There is just a tremendous amount of light being processed for all of us. And it's all related to the illness, of course. But it can help us in all other ways. So this energies, these energies, these releases are affecting us in other ways, too. It's not just related to illness. Okay. I want to call in, and I've used this energy a lot. I was thinking of using an energy that I have introduced, I think, once or twice before, but I don't know this year. But actually, I'm not going to introduce it because there isn't enough time. But I am going to use some energies that I have used, I think, many times. I want to call in first divine health and divine acceptance of health divine acceptance of joy and harmony, meaning and fulfillment into the life pattern. So we're going to call in divine joy, health, meaning and fulfillment. I'm going to call in divine hope. The divine hope is for the resolution of the illness pattern in the highest ideal in the very highest level that can possibly be reached in this life. The absolute highest resolution of the illness pattern. That is the hope. And that we are joyful and fulfilled and we have a life filled with love and self-love and again the self-acceptance. Now, I want to call in. We're all standing in that divine hope energy. We've put in the hope. Now we're going to call on the divine faith energy. Divine faith always works with hope because faith, divine faith carries the energy to manifest all that is hoped for. So I'm calling in divine faith and divine faith is now moving in through and around the totality of our beingness and working to process and manifest and bring into our outer reality all that is hoped for. I'm calling in from the bottom of our feet divine material balance this is also a very powerful energy I can feel to see the, the absolute surge of this energy moving in through and around the bottom of our feet in through and around the totality of our beingness divine material balance, as I've said many times carries the energy to materialize from the abstract to the concrete And so that divine material balance is moving in through and around the totality of our beingness to also materialize the health, the healing, the joy, the acceptance, the love that we all have hoped for, do hope for. And it brings everything in in the most balanced manner and the highest ideal can never hurt or harm. We're never going to materialize worse illness from this energy, for example. It's a divine energy, cannot trespass, cannot hurt, and it cannot harm. It's working always in our highest good. Lastly, I'm going to call in divine love. You can see it either coming in through the bottom of the feet. You can bathe yourself in it like it's a, you're standing in the ocean and, and the waves of, of divine love are washing over you. And that those waves of love are going to help take away residues, uh, pollutants, the scarring, both emotional and physical, it's going to be cleansing at every level all that is part of the illness pattern that we all have taken on over lifetimes. We've all had it. And that feels really good for me. It feels really, really cleansing. And I'm seeing in my conglomerate kind of symbol that I'm using just a lot of light, huge amount of light in the bottom half of the torso, it's as if all that was released out that root area, out that whole lower spinal column is now being filled with light. And somehow the base of the torso symbolically feels to me as if it's part of the foundation of our physical body. That is the base of our standing upright those hips and the spine. And it just feels like that light is filling the area, and it's just beautifully filled with love, um, that divine light. Now I want to remind you on thinking positive. Whatever your illness may be, if it's something in the knee, for example, you call on divine knee. Use that. Amalgamate those three simple steps sentences that I've told you in the last two or three shows you amalgamate I am my pure soul essence and you focus on it I am my higher self you focus on it for a few moments because it's that focus of attention that activates and allows the divine to start working in our free will if we do it like ABCD just by rote it doesn't happen you need the focus and then you say, I am the originating source. Then call in the divine counterpart to whatever illness you may have divine knee, divine digestion, divine liver, divine brain, divine skeletal system. Whatever it is, call that in. Also, You can call in any other kind of divine energy without doing the neutralizing because sometimes we only have a minute or two or 30 seconds, but you can still do this positive empowering, this positive reinforcement that is much, much more powerful than just thinking the thoughts, I am healthy. When we activate and use the divine energies, that's our purest and most perfect point of power. And it is much more empowering than just thinking I am healthy. So I want you to also call in things like divine healing, divine resolution, divine answers, divine solutions, divine rejuvenation, if it's something related to aging, divine regeneration if there's a loss of some sort and you want to regenerate something. You can even call in divine miracle. And I encourage you all to call it in. At the mind level, we don't think, ah, we couldn't do a miracle. But in fact, that is a belief system that we carry. We all carry the miracle of the divine energies within and our belief system act as crowns and caps and limiters to how much of that power we can manifest in our everyday life. Don't be shy. Call in the divine miracle. Call it in. Call it in every single day, along with the other things. And just see what unfolds. Again, again, It may not mean that if you're missing a limb, you're going to grow the limb. But maybe out of the blue, somehow you find a way to get one of those wonderful robotic arms. (laughs) Who knows? It could be, in your mind, and when you look at it even objectively, a miracle. Because they're expensive. And many people need them. And so many go without, but if you're calling on the divine miracle, maybe you'll be the one to get it. There's no guarantee, of course, but the more we work both sides of the coin, the neutralizing and the empowering, the more chance we have to heal ourselves at the inner level, and then, and therefore, our physical Now, I'm going to end here. We have like three minutes, two minutes, (laughs) and I want to thank everyone again for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. If you have any questions, any concerns, any needs for healing, I do want to say quickly, oh, and probably nobody, I should have said this in the beginning, next week I will be on. The following week, there will be no show. I am traveling that following week. I was unable to do it. So even when I have a pre tape show I have to actually beat the computer, I'll be unable to beat the computer to turn to start it up. So I am canceling the show for the week of I think it's the twenty it's Wednesday the twenty second, I think. I don't have the exact date. But I will be back after that week and I will be here next week. If you have any ideas, thoughts, comments, questions feedback in any way, please email me, janet at janetrichmond.com. Again, thank you, everyone, for joining me. I just love the Wednesdays. It's such an opportunity and a chance for all of us to help one another and to grow and to learn and to become more than we are, to move forward, to take steps, to, to expand. It's just a wonderful opportunity. So thank you so much, and I am going to say goodbye now. Okay. Have a great week, and I'll be back in a week. Okay.